Welcome to the Ladies of Metal show, featuring interviews with metal bands. Like the first couple songs that I had to write to, I was like that Zach Galifianakis meme from The Hangover where he's got all the numbers and math around his head. (laughs) (laughs) Where we keep you up to date with everything surrounding the metal, underground, and alternative community. This is the Ladies of Metal show. Welcome back to the Ladies of Metal Show podcast. I am Carly Gwen, a.k.a. Gwen Anastasia. Make sure you're following me on the gram to keep up with all the crap I'm doing as far as acting and modeling and stand-up and YouTube and all that. So I'm at Hair Metal X, and the show is at the Ladies of Metal Show. I have all the streaming links and donation info linked in the bio on that page if you'd like to support the show or grab some merch. So before we jump into this interview with Steve from Within the Ruins, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to the bros in Ascent Like Wolves. Their video just dropped for a new song called Bloom, and I'm in the video. It was super fun. We shot with Eric DiCarlo from Square Up Studios. He's like the guy if you're shooting a music video for a metal band, and he's amazing. Uh, He had like the coolest lighting setup ever. Uh, great editing. I just like really admire him. And Ascent Like Wolves are a metal band out of Pennsylvania. So if you haven't heard them yet, you'll really dig them if you like the whole two singer vibe. And their new stuff is super catchy. Catchy as hell, I would say. So it's super fun to listen to. And they'll be on the show after the new year to talk about their new record, Mystic Auras, which should be out in February. So today we welcome back Steve Tinnen from Within the Ruins. He was on the podcast way back in 2018 when he first joined the band, and a lot has changed since then. They have a new record, Blackheart, coming out November 27th via E1 and Good Fight, so shout out to everyone over there as well. Steve used to sing for a band called Silence the Messenger out of Texas back in the day, so that's how I initially met him. And today, we'll go over all the the behind-the-scenes studio stuff, uh, dealing with the new record, which is totally something I nerd out over, and what it was like for Steve to write his first full-length with this band. Steve's the man. Make sure you check him out on the gram, at Steve the Mess. Oh, hello. Hey, how's it going? It is going fantastically. (laughs) How about yourself, man? Good. It's been a pretty chill day. So, you're still in Texas, right? Correct, yeah. Me and Paolo are still here in San Antonio. Okay, cool. So are you still kind of doing the whole thing where you guys are, like, flying to Massachusetts? Yeah, we are. Okay, yeah, like, cool. Yeah, that's how it's been for, like, all the recording and doing the music videos and all the media stuff. That's how it's been, yeah. Cool. All right. So I guess that's been going on for, like, two years. You guys have been kind of doing that schedule? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the, uh, really the only way to do it. I mean, Joe's got his whole brewery and everything and family out there, and then Paolo and I both have our own lives and everything going down here, and it's not even really a problem for us to fly out there. It's just super easy. So it's that's just kind of how it's going to be. I mean, well, a ton of bands do it. I, I know you know. So yeah, it, it works. It's it's not a it's not an issue or anything. It's just more of like a if we know we have to do something, then we just kind of schedule when it's going to get done and when we have to fly out. But otherwise, it's not really even not even really a big deal. We just have to figure out flights. Is all right. So okay. Well, I think the last time I saw you in person was in Philly, but it might have been like last August or maybe even before that. I don't know. Maybe 2018. Yeah, it was Philly because I remember we did that one show uh, with Impending Doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were doing some like we were doing some like headlining shows, and then we had a show in Philly at uh, I think Voltage Lounge. I think yes, which is the best venue. Yeah, yeah that place is bad. I like that spot. I want to say that was the year before. So it's been a minute either way. It has been 
a minute. Yeah. yeah. And then I had to scroll all the way back because you were on an earlier podcast episode. It was like episode six. And that might have been like shortly after you joined the band. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember we did that like like pretty quickly after it was all announced and everything. Um, I don't even think that the two singles that I had done to kind of introduce myself to everybody, I don't even think those were out yet. I think it was pretty quick after we announced everything and we just knocked that knocked that podcast out real quick. Yeah. <laughs> a while back. I think I even remember you telling me you had like a binder of all the lyrics and you were like studying on the plane or something. Oh man, yeah. Like when I first joined and I had to like fill in the like fill in on that headliner like last minute, like mm-hmm. in the middle of the thing. I was like, you know, it's one thing when you're like familiar with a band and you like their music and you're friends with the guys or whatever, but especially a band like with the Ruins and you start having to nitpick all the details because you have to perform it. It was, you know, tougher than it seems. So I had my whole binder filled with all the songs and I had my little written. I typed them all out, but then I had my little written in notes in the binder and everything to so I could teach myself. My head was stuck in a binder forever. Yeah. I mean, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) That's like something that I would totally do, which is probably why I remember you telling me that. I was like, that's such a me thing to do. That's so funny. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I guess your your thought process is probably the same, but it just seems like it makes sense, right? I mean, it's like, okay, I need to know the songs. Let me top them out and then I'll keep them in a binder or something so they don't get like super ruined. Right. No, no pun intended. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Love it. No, I guess just because a lot of people would just like have it in their phone or like something. But I feel like I print stuff out all the time. I'm like a big binder person. I still have like a planner, like a paper planner. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I totally get it. And I thought that was really cool. So obviously, since that was like over two years ago, I don't think you have a binder now. You're probably good to go. <laughs> <laughs> It, the binder still exists, but I just don't need it really mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, um, pretty, pretty good to go now. If we do like a, I mean, because there's, I mean, the guys have performed, you know, all all of the songs for all of the time. But you know, if there's if we do something new to the set that I haven't done before, then I might you know print that out and you know keep that on me. But otherwise, no. I mean, I don't really, I don't really need it anymore. You know, kind of. It's got it's got to that point where I'm pretty good. Just have it all have it all upstairs now. Uh, and if I need to look up any anything, I I could do it on my phone now if I needed to. But right, it's just it's just different, you know, like not having your own stuff. Like when it was when it was Silence of the Messenger songs, like I could perform those in my sleep or drunk or or whatever because like I wrote <laughs> them, I recorded them, I you know those are mine, and so I I knew them. But when it's somebody else's material, like you gotta focus a little bit. So it took some time, but you know I, I nailed it, got it down. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, totally. I feel like that was like a really responsible way to go about it. So I tried to be. Good job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So obviously the big thing is the band is dropping a new full length on November twenty seventh, just a couple Correct. weeks away. So you guys are calling it Blackheart. Yeah. And I guess Yes. So what do the I guess you guys have two singles out right now? Two, yeah. Yep. We're gonna drop one more uh, day of. Oh, awesome. Okay. But I guess, why did you pick these ones? Or, like, what do they say about the new record as a whole, I guess? Well, we started off the writing process, like, close to two years ago. Um, it's kind of, it's, uh, the band has always taken some time in between each album and not not tried to rush putting things out, like, sooner than you need to. Um, but Joe started writing it a while back, and 
after we dropped those two singles, basically, is when he started to put together ideas for album songs. And we went through, like, maybe two or three, I think, um, and ended up scrapping them. Not to do with bad songs, it was just that uh, we weren't really sure where we were headed yet. Um, so we held on to them for a little while, and about three or four-ish, five songs in, we kind of, Joe and I both kind of figured out, okay, this is the vibe that the album's going to have, and this is the direction we're taking it. And then towards the end, like you're you're towards the end of the writing and recording, you're just in such a groove with how the other songs have gone. You've got your direction. You're just really comfortable and just pumping them out. And so, Deliverance was actually, I think, one of the last two that we did. The one of the last two that we recorded, and we were just we had a, a different one in mind actually that we were thinking about dropping first. We knew we wanted to drop a single first that was that didn't have any uh, clean singing, I guess. Uh, so. Because you know it would be kind of expected because the band has you know put that stuff out already and people would be like okay here's ruins and they're singing again right. whatever but we wanted to do more of like a, let's come out swinging and uh, drop a heavier track and kind of show people that we can still do still do like the old version of the band that's just more upfront in your face and uh, originally that was going to be a different track but still on the record but um, we decided to go with Deliverance and. Like, no, nah, man, let's just put this one out. This is this is the jam. So we chose that one. And then the label and us were both really big fans of Blackheart, the title track, which is a good thing, I think, that that one became a single because a lot of the songs stem from that. They're either related or deal with kind of the aftermath of what Blackheart's about. So a lot of the songs, minus maybe one or two, are actually all related or loosely related. And uh, so we thought that that was a good a really good, strong, strong track to put out an idea of, like, once you hear Deliverance and then you hear that, then you're like, okay, we get the idea of uh, how the band's going to sound right now. So we felt it was just really important to, like I said, come out swinging with one and then uh, give everybody a good idea of where I went with it and where Joe decided to go with it, too. Uh, we felt like those. And then the third single that's going to come out day of all have a really good, a pretty good representation of what the album is. I mean, there's still some stuff, little tricks of our sleeve that we put in there um, and some stuff that the band's never done before. But the ones that we chose, I think, are pretty pretty solid representations of how the album sounds as a whole. Awesome. I mean, I'm really excited for the whole record. Um, but when Deliverance came out and then you guys put Blackheart out, I was like, yo, they're still gritty. They're still, like, really heavy. I was like, I didn't know if you guys were going to change anything. And I'm not usually a fan of like clean singing, but the way that you guys do it is like still really heavy and really good. Oh, so I was, yeah. yeah. So I'm um, excited for that. And then I guess also like if you're saying um, some of the songs relate to the track Blackheart, like do you mean like lyrically or is it like you try to do like a kind of a concept? Lyrically, I'd say uh, I, I've always tried to write stuff that's for the most part relatable. Um, not every single song is going to be is like that, but even with old STM stuff, I tried to write things that people could connect with maybe on some level. Cause when I was a kid and just discovering, you know, heavy music, I was a giant new metal kid. And so I would listen to, you know, bands like Korn or, or Lincoln Park or Slipknot and Mudvayne, stuff like that. And I would just kind of hear the raw and gritty emotion that those singers had in their voices, but they were still able to have some sing have singing in it. And they were angry and upset about stuff. And I was like, Oh, I feel that way sometimes too. And like, it kind of just, my brain was a sponge and I just soaked all that kind of stuff in and I was 
I felt like a connection to it. And I've always wanted to write in a similar way to give that back to people that are listening and maybe going through something similar to where they can get something from it and interact with it versus just writing, you know, random stuff that doesn't have to do with anything, really. Um, it's just kind of, I guess my writing style in general is to write like that. And so I, I'd say lyrically, yeah, they're kind of a little bit more connected. Um, Blackheart's kind of a, which in a way in itself is kind of a metaphor because the, the title track, Black Heart, is kind of like the heart of the album and it's probably the most important one and then everything else kind of stems from that and is related to it kind of like a heart and a body. I mean, okay. uh, that's kind of like a, I'll admit, it's kind of like a metaphor I thought of after the fact, but I didn't really think about it that way when I was writing it, but all the songs are connected and kind of in one way or another, except for like one or two. Okay. Um, but most of, the, most of them stem from that and they all have a kind of a dark, a dark pissed off kind of feel that I think the band hasn't really done anything close to before. Even, even with Joe's writing, uh, he wanted to do some old, old within the ruin stuff that was still fast and heavy and, um, that old school fans are going to like, but still do some of the same things we did on Halfway Human, like with the, the clean singing and experimenting with melodies and harmonies. Uh, it's kind of a little bit of both, but all in like a darker, a darker way. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, it totally does. Um, and I, I think I get the context more with like the new metal type of vibe. So if like you were a fan of that type of heavy music back in the day, I feel like that makes sense if that's coming through, especially lyrically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, lyrically for sure too. I mean, yeah, and I, I always like having fun in the studio and experimenting with stuff like that and trying new things with my voice and like even <laughs> like see here's how here's how big of a a, a thing it is like in Deliverance that there's a line in the very middle of the last breakdown and I'm say, I am say bring it down. Some people thought I said break it down but it's bring it down and that's just a straight up like from a corn song. Okay. It's from a corn song. It's, it, it's a nod to corn. Like we all liked corn and like in the middle of the studio we're like oh we should put something like a vocal thing in the middle of the breakdown here and then I think it was Joe that was just like why don't you say bring it down like corn like Jonathan Davis and I was like that could be cool. And so we put it in there. I was like, that sounds sick. Just leave it. It's a, it's, there's a ton of little nods all over the place to our like musical influences in there. And those we did on purpose. And that's one of them. <laughs> you might be able to pick them out. Some of them. Like Joe did some guitar stuff that he is influenced by. I did some vocal things like that. Um, I actually have one or two little nods to Tim in like the lyrics and vocal patterns. Oh my God. Uh, oh, that's yeah, really cool. That stuff was very, yeah. There's a lot of very much, very much of this album is, is really well thought out. And we have the time to do it because since Powell and I do have to fly out there to do this stuff, uh, we have time to sit on the songs and listen to them a lot. And if we wanted to change something or add things, we could. Um, so it gave us time to come up with more ideas. And and I thought lyrically it would be kind of cool if I gave some nods and appreciation to Tim on, on some of the stuff. So I think it's at least one or two vocal patterns that are... Uh, I think I took one from one or two things from Invade and um, I think something from Elite maybe okay I want to say um, so there's a, there's a couple things in there and you can you might be able to pick them out the the more diehard fans might be like that's a Tim thing that's a Tim thing or um, like I said I did some new metal stuff in there where I'm just like it, I just wanted to find cool ways of like putting little tips of the cap to to other things um, oh there's an old there's actually one of the lines with an STM thing um there's an STM line in Blackheart uh, that I just never thought. I always liked the line, but it never really got any 
any sunlight back in the day because it was just off of our EP and we never got to do anything with it. So I never got the love that I felt like it deserved. And so I was like, I'm going to use that line again. And it fits totally well in uh, Blackheart. So that line in Blackheart, I say, uh, I want the world to see me bury you. That's an old STM lyric. And I just, Oh my uh, God. <laughs> I always, I always liked it. And so there's little things like that. I know I'm kind of saying most of them, but there's little things like that all over the place. And Joe has a bunch of guitar stuff that he did. that is a uh, little nods to, influences and stuff that we think is fun so it kind of they're like little uh, easter eggs basically yeah that's what i was thinking about this whole time i was like oh my gosh i feel like this is like the avengers metal soundtrack or something <laughs> like they <laughs> yeah kind of there's, there's, there's little stuff there's little little fun things all over the place yeah well we, like we thought it out we had it's all thought out right it seems like it, it definitely seems like you can just throw it together and i mean there's a considerable amount of easter eggs in there so i, I feel like it's going to be really cool listening to it more than once and being like, oh, I didn't catch that that first time. Or like, here's another one. Like, that's going to be awesome to listen to for sure. Yeah, they add up. It's not just like one or two. Like, there's a, there's a few. So it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I like it a lot. Cool. I'm really... We to make sure that we had a... You know, if it's my first album with the band, we wanted to make sure, make sure it was as... We were as happy with it as we think that fans are going to be. And it's a change, you know, with... Tim's been in the band for, he's been the singer for over 10 years. People are just used to a certain style and the way that he sounds. And it's it's a change. And some people aren't always a fan of that, but we wanted to make it as uh, approachable and as still within the ruins sounding as possible. But take our time with it and still make it like, if this is going to be a new chapter for the band, like let's make it how exactly how we want. So like I said, we kind of, we thought about every detail on this album. Right. Yeah, it definitely seems like it. And I appreciate that as like someone listening to it. So, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. They're, and they're those people, they're those people, you know, Ru- Ruins has a bunch of diehards, especially like fans of Joe and stuff. So, oh, yeah, we're trying to uh, trying to appease, appease them, but also the masses, you know. Sure. And even like new new fans, hopefully when, you, you know, when you're allowed to tour again, if you tour with other bands, it's like, hey, like. Hey, maybe people yeah like maybe people never listened to when tim was singing for them so i feel like that's really exciting yeah, i was it is. i mean uh, at least i hope it will be whenever that time comes well yeah true um i was also <laughs> planning on asking you if you were bringing anything from silence the messenger to this record since it's your first full length with within the ruins and i thought that was really cool that you like brought up that you threw like a lyric in there oh yeah yeah oh cool you i didn't that's a question yeah um yeah i mean i'm like doing my uh my own my own style with it obviously but uh i didn't want to overdo like i mean the whole subgenre thing is stupid but i like i didn't want to just have people look at it and say oh they just took a deathcore singer and put him on top of uh more genty metalcore whatever and that is what it is like i didn't want to just take I was I wasn't going into this trying to be like super brutal or whatever with like highs and lows all over the place and like there are certain things that have to complement what Joe and Drummer are doing and especially with Paolo's clean singing it's got to you know it has to complement so I didn't come into this like with a STM mindset necessarily because it's, it's a whole new thing and writing writing to it is a lot it's a lot different than STM those songs are a lot more like you know straightforward. Uh, Joe is a mastermind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like sitting, sitting down, sitting down to try and write, like 
once once you know a, a few songs in, then I'm like, okay, I get it. But like the first couple songs that I had to write to, I was like that Zach Galifianakis meme from The Hangover, where he's got all the numbers and math around his head. I'm like, what the fuck? Hold on. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. So it was, <laughs> That's awesome. It was, it, was, uh, it was like that for a little bit, but um, so I could, in a way, only bring so much STM to the table. I mean, it's still me. I I still sound like me, I think is what I'm trying to say. Right. Um, I still sound like me, but uh, I didn't want to overdo too many highs or too many lows or whatever, but I also wanted to try new things at the same time. So it was uh, kind of cool trying to find a new balance of what I think works, works with the band, and I, I had a lot of fun with it, but... Yeah, I, uh, I just didn't mean to inadvertently jump the gun on your SCM question, but it, uh, <laughs> I guess it kind of kind of flowed naturally. But yeah, I mean, I definitely brought some SCM to the table for sure. I think I think it's kind of cool, especially it's kind of like a it's kind of like a meta a meta thing. It's like a nod to the to the old chapter, and it's it's not just for me either. Like that line wasn't just for me; it's also for for Paolo and the guys in Silence and Messenger because they're always they're like you know brothers to us and. Um, Fern's doing his own thing in the studio uh, here in town. He records local bands and uh, runs his own YouTube channel. He's got thousands of followers. He's doing really well. Um, so he's not, at least right now, I mean, if the opportunity came up, he might do something. But right now, he's not doing the touring musician thing anymore, the band thing. He's working on a different side of it now, but he's doing really well here at home with that. And So the guys all each have their own things. Uh, going on, but me and Paolo continuing on, even though Silence and Messenger didn't get as far as we wanted it to. This is still kind of uh, little things like that are kind of like a nod to the guys, like a almost a tribute in a way. Like, hey, this is still for you guys. You're still our family, and you know, without everything that we all put put into STM, Paolo and I might not have gotten to where we are now. So it's a little bit of a respect thing um, for those guys as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's kind of cool, like, how you guys are doing it. Um, like, you're not trying to sound like Tim. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to cover all the bases with the vocal side of things for the band because you do have Paolo there doing the, the clean singing. So I think it's like, yeah. like you were saying with the balance, like, I, I think it's a good balance for, like, the new chapter of the band, like, the new kind of way the band is going, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. That's awesome. All right, cool. Well, um, I guess recording-wise, like, how did you guys go about it? And, like, does Joe engineer stuff for you guys? Or, like, where did you record everything? Yeah, it's 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 all done with Joe and um, at his studio, which is awesome because it's, it's in the same building as his uh, brewery. It's connected by uh, just a set of doors. So oh, my God. You open the doors and you're <laughs> – yeah, and you could, you could go straight from studio – Oh, we've been doing this for an hour. Let's take a break and get a beer. And we literally will just walk into the to the brewery and grab some beers and come back in and get oh back to work. Oh my god! It's, Does he live yeah, there I mean, too? I, he practically lives okay. there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he might as well. I mean, between recording and, and working all the time, he's he's there all the time. But he's got a, he's got a house with his wife. Actually. Okay. Um, uh, they're not super far, but uh, yeah, during recording though, I mean, like when Paul and I fly out there. Um, we just kind of sleep in the studio, and uh, he has some, his, it's, it's a nice studio. He's, it's really big and open, and he's got couches, and there's a TV with Netflix and stuff. And oh, nice. He always, uh, <laughs> he's, always, he's always a great band dad when we fly out. Us, like, there's, a, <laughs> there's a bottle of Jameson. He buys us some chips. He stocks the fridge with beer. Oh, my God. Um, the yeah, essentials. Uh, he always, 
yeah, the essentials, you know, <laughs> the, the essentials. And he, he takes care of us really well. So uh, Joe's, a, Joe's a great fan, Dad. Because um, I think he's just kind of at a, not that this question is obviously about Joe per se, but I think he's appreciative that me and Powell are, super, are still so passionate about things and that he's got guys that are kind of rejuvenating the band a bit after kind of doing the same thing for a while. So he's, I think he's just kind of excited to start this next chapter. Chapter in the band feels really like revitalized now. So I guess uh, really to answer your question anyways, the writing is like Joe will, in his studio, he'll just sit, he'll sit there and kind of isolate himself for a while, hammer some stuff out on guitar and program some drums and then he might let something sit for a while and then come back to it after a few weeks or a month or something. But he'll put mostly finished all the way songs into a Dropbox. And so we can listen to the songs on, on the Dropbox while we're driving around or on our phones or what have you. And then when I figure out a time to write, sit down and write one, I'll just have, I've got a whole lyric section in my phone, in my notes section, and I'll just kind of pick whatever set of lyrics I have I think fits the vibe of the song. And I'll just kind of like connect a Bluetooth speaker to my phone and just kind of play the song over and over and write stuff out on the pad, a uh, piece of paper. And usually have some whiskey while I do it because that kind of gets my brain juices flowing <laughs> and I feel like I can... Uh, I don't get like super super drunk I mean sometimes by the end I might be a little drunk sure but, like, it's, uh, <laughs> but it's kind of like the same thing as it's kind of the same thing as guitarists or like I need to smoke to, to write or sit down and play or whatever like it kind of puts you I mean it's just how I always liked it but it kind of I feel like doing that though helps me take more risks and get a little bit more creative and take chances that maybe I wouldn't have if I you know didn't have a buzz or something going on and sure uh, it's always just been kind of part of my writing process is to when I'm sitting down having it I might take a few sips to kind of loosen up a little bit and then uh, kind of just dive in and I really will dive in deep on a song like I, I prefer to do it at night when everything's quiet and I'm just by myself and I can focus on that and only that and uh, a song will be done and I'll take a few of those and we'll, me and Paul would fly out every like two or three months or so and knock out like maybe three songs or so in a week while we're out there. So we'll stay out there usually like five or six days or so. And, uh, that would just, that happened a handful of times. Um, and that's part of why it, you know, the process took a while because we have to plan when Powell and I fly out there. Uh, but that's pretty much just how it happened over and over. Uh, I'll hand, I'll write a few songs out, have them prepped and ready to go and meet at the studio. And then Joe will have me kind of, Run, run through the track as like a, like as a whole, uh, so I can get give him a skeleton of what my ideas were, and then we kind of just go and start doing section by section and breaking it all down. And then yeah, Joe does all the engineering. Uh, so it's it's great getting to work with him and have the. So it's like pretty much from the ground up. It's like all of our ideas, and it's all just us without. It's exactly what we want, and there's not really outsider influence. And then we just got it mixed and mastered with our buddy uh, Josh Wickman who's done who's worked on every Within the Ruins album and he actually did the final Silence the Messenger album we drove out to him in White Lake Michigan and got to work with him because of being friends with Within the Ruins they hooked us up with him wow so hmm. yeah so Josh, Wick, Josh Wickman's kind of a, a a key player a key player in the mixing and mastering uh, there's also a guy named Jim Jim Fogarty who is kind of like a bit of a secret weapon. Okay. He, uh, come, he comes in and does the, he's, he's really, I guess, to be fair, the only outside source, I guess you could say, that would come in and do uh, some of the clean singing building with Paolo. He's worked on uh, a bunch of old school, like metal records. He's done, he's worked on a few different Kill Switch Engaged records. 
he lives pretty close in the area, and so he's come in and did, done some of the clean stuff with us. So getting to work with him was a real pleasure. But otherwise, it's pretty much just all us in Joe's studio. And then once the songs are how they want them, get them to Josh, and he does the mix and master, and that's why they all sound so nice and clean. Um, like Joe knows what he's doing in the studio anyways, but uh, those nice little finishing touches are all Josh, or mostly Josh. Right. Yeah, that just kind of helps it seem like, I guess, more professional and finished. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so did you guys kind of go through that whole process like this year, or was this a lot going on last year too? Last year, um, I mean, 2020 is kind of been a shit show for everybody. So. Yeah. <laughs> luckily, luckily, we wrapped up every pretty much everything before all this happened, at least as far as like the recording and stuff goes. Like uh, we were tossing around mixes and listening to those, figuring out what you know levels needed to change and stuff like that like just all the little details but all the recording and stuff was done before any of this hit so we kind of got it in right in time but like i said the writing process for it though has been going on for uh, like over a year and a half i think at least maybe maybe even almost two years a lot a lot of it blurs together but (laughs) but it's been going on for a minute though is is the thing so just kind of Part of it is, uh, you know, taking a while to actually write it, but then, like I said, working in all the flying and stuff, you know, that plays a, a role in uh, how often we're actually recording it. And then, uh, But it's been going on for a minute, so it's not like we just pumped this record out out of nowhere. It, we had plenty of time to record a few at a time, sit on them for a while, figure out changes, and then right before all this pandemic happened, then, you know, we were pretty much done. It was more of a matter of just listening to stuff after that and figuring out the little details. So, but it's all been going on for a while, and that's what's been kind of tough about it, though, is that with you know we've been w- working on the record, but there we weren't touring, so it's all been a lot of. Anytime I like anything gets posted from the band socials, all the comments are like, "When's the record? When's the record?" Blah blah blah. <laughs> like, ah, like, why even post anything? Like, they're not even interested in what we're posting. It's just like all they want to know is about the record, which is exciting in a way because they're hungry for it, you know. But it's, you know, it's just been the people want what they want so it's we got it done finally and we're able to start sharing some of this stuff so it's just kind of been a long road i guess to sum it up yeah well it sounds like it and i mean it's good you got everything done before you like weren't allowed to fly for like six or eight months were you ever considering putting the record out beforehand or like earlier than november um it's gotten pushed a couple of times because we thought we were going to be done sooner Right. Um, it was on like our timeline, and we weren't we weren't in between tours or anything. So it was kind of up to us, more or less. The label wasn't being pushy about it or anything. Uh, they just wanted, you know, knew, they knew that it was happening, but they weren't like they didn't give us a hard deadline of when it needs to be done by. Uh, so it got pushed actually a couple times. We thought originally maybe it would have been like by by springtime, like early spring, and then it kind of got pushed to like maybe early summer. Oh wow. And then, yeah, and then uh, it just, it kind of just got pushed and we are like, well, let's, we need to get it in before the end of the year, I think. So then it turned into November. So the flying, I've had to go out there a couple times in the past uh, month and a half-ish or so. Okay. Uh, Paolo and I had to fly out to do, to do like three music videos in the span of like two days, two and a half days, I think, or something like that. Uh, we squeezed them all in. That's and, insane. Uh, Jeez, it's kind of a lot. It's kind of a lot, but we—I mean—we had to do what we had to do, and all the videos turned out really cool. Especially this 
the third one that's going to come out the same uh, day as the album. Um, it's definitely something new that the band hasn't done before as far as music videos. I'm not going to spoil it or anything, but it's, it turned out, we all think it turned out really cool. Uh, but it also goes along with the dark, creepy vibe of everything. But traveling has been interesting, I guess. To say, <laughs> like flying out to do those, and then I've had to fly out to do some more media stuff. But luckily it's not, it's not a whole lot that we have to be out there for, so we can still kind of be as safe as possible staying home. But we have had to fly out a couple times. But So it's doable. Like People are still flying around, but you know they're being safe about it. Well, that's good to hear, at least, because a lot of people yeah. are being annoying and irresponsible. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's real annoying. You know, there's that's a whole rabbit hole, but yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> it's, real, it's real annoying, man. Just, just put your mask on. Things will get back to normal. And I work at a bar too, like I told you. So I'm yes, constantly having to be like, hey, man, I need you to have your mask on, please. Right, so it has to go over your nose. You know, you know, blah blah blah. Like, hey, man, I, I hate to keep asking you, but well, you know. It sucks. Yeah. It is what it is. Some, some people just don't get it. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's very apparent. <laughs> so, it, it's unfortunately. Very apparent. Again, yeah, rabbit hole again. But, uh, yeah. You, you get what I'm saying. For you sure. Yes. And um, before I let you go, do you have, like, three favorite songs off of Blackheart? Um, it's tough because... I mean, we chose the singles for a reason, you know. Mm-hmm. Not that they're better, than, not that they're necessarily better than the other songs. Um, they just they just happen to work really well for singles, you know. Sure. That have some catchy parts and stuff. But I, I think I have to say, God, man, it's it's so tough. Yeah, like <laughs> honestly, I love I love all the singles for for their own reasons. Like, Deliverance is such a really cool, heavy track. I got to showcase a lot of uh, just. It is a little bit more of a. STM vocal style song but I like that one a lot because it's just a straightforward heavy like hey we still got it type of song uh, Black Heart is probably the, I'd have to say arguably the most important song on the album uh, and the, the track uh, that comes out the day of the record might be the most like uh, there's no cool way of saying this but it's like the most <laughs> radio style song like the structure is very very typical of what you might hear on like a Serious XM or something like that Okay. Uh, liquid metal but then I have like a, like there's a couple other songs on the record that are like a lot of them are very personal there's one on there that's for a buddy of mine that uh, took his own life a few years ago and so it's, it's a dedication to him Okay. Uh, so that one has has a lot of particular meaning to me so but it's, it's they all have their own uh, you know, they all have their own things that I, I like about it so it's really hard to pick one but I might just have to be cliche and actually just say that the, like the three that are the singles I think I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Not that I don't like the other songs, obviously. The other songs are all awesome. I love them all. Yeah. I, I think I have to fall on that uh, that classic, hey, we chose these for a reason, you know? Yeah, definitely. Of the two that are out right now, I really like Deliverance. Um, I Like, the first time I heard it, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was the point. Like I said, we wanted to come out swinging with that one and be like, hey, we're not you know, in our 20s anymore, but uh, we can for sure still still bring the heavy and some, some fast some fast stuff and make it work. And also, like, I feel like nobody's in their 20s anymore. So, oh, yeah. like, Nobody. you're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, at least, at least bands around around the size that we are, nobody's in their 20s anymore. But mm-hmm. uh, you've, been, you've been around long enough, and it's kind of like, well, some bands can do, like, a, you know, hey, we're getting big. 
crowds and stuff, but we're getting older, so let's let's play songs that are easier to play. And Joe just doesn't Joe just doesn't write that way, you know. It's just I don't I don't know if he could even like reel it in. <laughs> yeah, to to reel it in to like I mean he could he like all, all the strong songs are structured awesomely, but uh, I don't know if he would even want to. You know, right. uh, I'm sure he could. He, you know, he could write write easy, boring stuff, but. What's the point? Want to. I mean, yeah. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. What's the point? You know. I mean, you can, especially with the way that this band has been for six albums, you know, then to just kind of switch it up and play stuff that's super easy, it just it wouldn't work. Nobody would buy it. Right. Nobody would think that we're being genuine about it if we were to do that. So I mean, there are ways of uh, making things more marketable and doing the clean singing and stuff um, where it where it fits and it's not like overly. Uh, forced forced into the song or, you know, ramming that kind of stuff down people's throats. It's uh, There are ways of doing that, but with this band, like, you couldn't write stuff, you know, sim- super simple stuff if you wanted to. It's just not the, not the style of the band, you know? Right, exactly. And I'm glad it's not that way because I like when things are, like, spazzy and crazy and heavy, so, yeah. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> yeah good. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's always a lose-lose, though, you know, because if you don't if you don't play the old stuff, then people will be like, oh, you've, you've changed too much, and I like the old stuff way better, and blah, blah, blah. Or if you don't change and evolve and try and do different stuff, then it's like, oh, the band gets boring, they just keep putting out the same stuff. It's a lose-lose. Right. You know, you're never going to appease everybody, but find a way to mix those two, do some of the new stuff, but also appeal to the old, old heads and, uh, there's a gray area in there that I think that we really hit, I think, on this record. So it's going to have a bit for everybody. Cool. Well, I'm really excited, and we're only a couple weeks away. Yeah, we're close. So, yay. All right, so um, just shout out your social media real quick and where we can follow the band and get everything, all the info before the release. All the info, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Facebook, just look up Within the Ruins. Uh, Instagram is Within the Ruins Official. Um, and then the Twitter is just within the ruins. You need to uh, take a look at the profiles of each one of those uh, because there's a link um, that's within the ruins hyphen blackheart.com. So that link's in all of them. And that's where you can find the music videos. That's where you can find the pre order links. Um, anything that's happening with the band, you can find at that website. So if you go to any of the socials, you'll see it. You'll see it posted. We're always promoting it. We're pushing it. We're pushing it hard. The label's pushing it. Um, so any of the socials you'll find you'll find the info you need if you just kind of keep an eye on it so it's all there it's cool. all there baby yeah i saw you guys have a lot of merch coming out too like a lot of bundles yeah. and stuff so that's awesome oh, dude i i'll straight up be honest with you i i pre-ordered that mega bundle because i oh wanted everything <laughs> I shamelessly was like i want all of this stuff i just want it so i'm gonna buy it <laughs> great know, not, it wasn't even about like it wasn't even about helping helping the numbers. Like I fucking just wanted that stuff. That red <laughs> vinyl is super cool, and I wanted that hoodie. And I just, I just did it. I didn't care. Shamelessly buy my own band stuff. Whatever. Yo, that's I awesome. I feel like <laughs> I did it. Y'all can do it too. That's right. That's a great PSA because you probably could have just asked for it, but like, that's lame, right? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, hey, hey, can you send me some stuff? Like, I don't. <laughs> Like I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, I'll nobody. Buy it. I'll, I'll buy. It. I don't care. I mean, the label. The label has done a lot for us as it is. Uh, you know, um, promoting the album, 
uh, setting up stuff like this, getting the music videos taken care of, you know, um, they, they're doing a lot to promote the album. So the last thing I want to do is be like, uh, hey, can I have some free stuff? So, yeah, let me get that uh, mega bundle. So, <laughs> yeah, let me get that mega bundle, please. I wear a large. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so so big shout out to E1 and Good Fight and uh, E1 Heavy and stuff to for taking care of this release in a fantastic manner. Awesome. Well, yeah. All right. Well, I think I think I got to everything I wanted to know personally, selfishly, okay. perhaps. Cool, cool, cool. Um, selfishly, I, yeah. I threw in some questions for my own for my own for my own self. Knowledge. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know when we're gonna get to see each other again, like in person, but hopefully it's next year because it's been too long, man. Yeah, I know. I know it sucks. Everything sucks. Everything but does suck. Controls- yeah, I wish it was. I wish we could just, you know, Lego Movie where everything is awesome. You know. Oh my God! Yes, exactly. But it's it's the opposite, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely the opposite. So yeah. Whenever, whenever it becomes not opposite, uh, I'm sure we'll roll around your area sometime and come out to a show and hang out. Yeah, that would be great. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you again for the chat, and I will talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Steve. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. You just heard another episode of the Ladies of Metal Show. Subscribe to our channel so you never miss an episode. This is the Ladies of Metal Show.